0: Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit sbcconline.org. God bless you.
1: Why is God angry? That's that. that well, go and check Second Timothy in the last these perilous times. I go. It's the same list, but this more comprehensive than that one. Because men will not obey their conscience. You know, there are just some things nature. remember I mean, again when I was a kid. I'm using my life example because I can talk from Because I know what was in my own heart. I don't know what's in other people's heart. As a, as as a young boy. When I was 17, 18, 19. I used to tell my friends. I said, you know, you say, oh, I had this girlfriend. You know, I slept with her. And this one too. I said, don't do that now. I said, have one at a time. <laughs> I didn't say you can have I said, I said, if she was your sister, will you do that? I said, that's the reason why I don't do it. I said, you, you wouldn't like somebody to do that to your sister so why would you do that and come and start boasting in front of us so i I didn't know i was obeying nature i was obeying my conscience and gradually god got me born again i'm going to close and i'm going to use five examples from the bible it is so powerful what i'm about to share with you it was the holy ghost i mean i knew the scriptures before but the way he put it together and all of them were unbelievers number one abimelech we all know the story very well john 20 verse 6. was a christian didn't know god took abraham took sarah that time there was no law moses had not been born the law had not been written but gentiles who do by nature he took uh, sarah because she was a beautiful woman you know although this was at the age of 90 god had renewed her youth You know, he didn't know his Yeshua was his sister. Abraham says, sister, took her to to sleep with her, put her in the harem. God appeared to him in the dream at night. and said, you're a dead man. God is the original Godfather. Give him another clap offering. The original. The movie Godfather doesn't even come close to God. He's the original Godfather. He made him an offer he couldn't refuse. He said, you are a dead man. You've taken another person's wife. You know, he said, now return her or else I'll kill you. That's exactly what God said. I know people don't like like that, but that's exactly what God said. And the man said, ah God, you know I didn't know. God said, I know you didn't know. You're a part of the integrity, honesty, obeying of conscience. That man had a continuous assessment report that was good. That's why God went out of his way. Giving him a dream and speaking to him. Number two, there are five of them. Rehab: The Harlot is not housekeeper, it's Harlot. <laughs> she owned a brothel where people used to come and sleep with women for money. She was a harlot. It doesn't get worse than that morally. But she had a good heart. So when the spies came, I'm just summarizing. You know, she hid them because they were looking for them. Then, when they were going, they made a covenant with her. Look, when we're coming back, we'll save you and your father's house. She said, you know, this is the account. You know, you can go and check it in the book of Joshua. Joshua chapter 2. The Bible says that, you know, she said, when we heard, watch this, honest heart, when we heard of what God had done to the Egyptians, and he split the red sea and all the giants were killed he said our hearts melted then we knew that the god of israel is the only true god that's why i'm going to hide you spies and when you guys come you, my my children my, my my dad my mom all my family i will bring them here they said if you do that if you den- if you don't deny us if you don't if you don't um, um, uh, Break this covenant if you don't go and start telling the king, don't tell, and you do it. You say, We will look after, and that's exactly what happened. Number three, Ruth, another unbeliever. None of these people are Israelites. Talking about obeying your conscience, the key to destiny. Ruth, two boys, the sons of Naomi and a husband. The husband died, then they, they, they married, married Opa and Ruth. To cut a long story short, you know, the boys too died. So Naomi is going back to Israel. So they said they will follow her. Both of them, watch this. Both of them started following her. They all left Moab together. They were on the way. It was on the way that Naomi said, Wait a minute. Why are you following me? Are you going to wait until, I don't have any husband, even if I have a husband tonight, and I have children, are you going to wait until they grow up before to marry them? Said, no, 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 please go back. You've done well, you've looked after me. You know, you've done well to the dead. Go back to your to your parents. Go and you know, and God will give you a new husband and everything. There's a upper wept, and then she left. But Ruth said, Don't tell me not to leave you. It's one of the most important. We have to look at that one. Look at Ruth chapter 1, verse 15. It is, honey, this is the scripture of marriage covenant. But the husband was dead. She was free. What made this girl, this young girl, young Moabitish girl, whose, pay, whose, whose, whose father and mother were idol worshippers? I watched a movie because I watch these Bible movies, you know, on YouTube. I just see one. If I see something like Ruth, I watch it. So I watched, I watched it some years ago, you know. She, her, her parents worshiped Molech. Molech was a god. They will heat it up, then they will put a baby on top. And the baby will just fry. The abomination of the Moabites. That's where Ruth came from. It, Naomi is speaking. Behold! Thy sister-in-law is gone back unto her people. Watch this. It was was an indictment against Opa. It was a rebuke. Subtle but deep. He said, and unto her gods. Return thou after thy sister-in-law. Verse 16. One of the greatest scriptures in the Bible. And Ruth said, entreat me not to leave thee. Not to return from following after thee, for whither thou goest, I will go. This is not the husband, though. This is the mother-in-law, and the husband is dead. She didn't know Bible, she didn't know New Testament, she didn't know Ephesians. She was just obeying conscience. Whither thou goest, I will go. Where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be thy people, and this is the bottom line. Everybody scream it. Shall be. You know why she followed Naomi? She didn't want to go back to those gods. That's the reason. It wasn't Naomi alone. It was God. Because she knew that if she goes back, her parents would make her marry one Moabitish man, and she would go back to that temple, and be doing all those things, killing babies, and, and, and Ruth said, I would rather die. Next verse. When thou diest, I will die. And there will I be buried. And then she speaks by the name of the God of Israel. (laughs) And the Lord do so to me and also if aught but death. I'm not going back to those gods, even if I die. Give the Lord a clap offering. Then give Ruth. She's here in heaven. Little did she know. Continuous assessment. Ruth reached the point of no return. And God said, (laughs) well done girl. You know what? I'm going to make you a matriarch of the Messiah. You don't know where obeying your conscience will take you to. Or disobeying it will take you to. So, to be on the safe side, always obey your conscience as much as lies in you. Very important truth. Number three. We're going to close in a minute. Number four. Uh, What's in God? Oh, boys. Amen. Ah, Don't you like the word of God? Number four. man, A leper. a syrian unbeliever again the bible says that god gave syria victories through him continuous assessment you see that man's heart had always been obeying his conscience to the best of his ability so god showed himself strong on his behalf and gave him he was a general gave him victory even though he was a leper then god arranged Everybody to you. They would say, "God rules in the affairs of men." Man, they put men. <laughs> God rules there. God arranged for in one of their raids in Israel to take a girl from the Samaria who knew about Elisha to become the uh, peer, the, 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 the house girl, you know, to help her to his wife. So one day, when they were just talking, you know how children, you know, people talk. She said, ah, would to God that my Lord will go to the servant. May we have that kind of reputation in this third day. Let people be able to say, ah, would to God. If you go to the prophet in Ibadan, you will get healed. Or the prophet in Lagos, or the prophet in Abuja, wherever. You, why, why doesn't the church have that kind of repetition? Because we do not have the spirit without measure. Elisha had a double portion. So she said, word to God that my Lord will go to the prophet in Samaria. He will heal him of it. Because they have heard of so many healings while she was in Samaria before she was captured. So somebody now told the the, the, uh, the wife now. Anyway, Naaman got to hear. So Naaman did it through the natural process. He went to the king. And went from, you know, using diplomatic route. Say, Let, let's go to Israel. Since this prophet is so big, we'll tell the king. And the king of Israel will now get the prophet to come and, you know, to heal me. So he goes with this big entourage. Plenty of money. Plenty of, you know, you know it's, it's like Secretary of State Blinken today. You know, with Air Force 3. You know, they has Air Force 1, there's Air Force 2, there's Air Force 3. Okay. You know, with all of the FBI and CIA and everybody and all of Big, big, big money. You know, the land in Israel, <laughs> stupid king. I think it was Ahab, wasn't it? I can't remember which king he was. It was one of these, you know, unserious kings. You know, so he now made his request. He said, I know, you know, here. we have a great prophet in this place, you know, and that you can heal the leper. So I'm here. I want to be healed. <laughs> the, the king starts crying. Silly guy. Doesn't know God from Adam. Ne- Neaman, watch this, I just got this word of wisdom do you know, Naaman had more faith than the king of Israel what an indictment who is supposed to be a custodian of the law so, you know, the king begins they say, you see this man, he's looking for trouble uh, my God, that I can heal the leper you know, and he begins to carry on like most of us, complain and murmur and all of that the news gets to Elisha, prophet of God. He said, tell him to come and see me. And he will know that there is a prophet in Israel. What a word. Give, give Elisha a super clap offering. Oh, what a word. What a word. So, Nehemiah goes, you know, as he's instructed. He gets to, to Elisha's house expecting a big welcome party. And he's a whole general of Syria. You know, you don't treat him anyhow. Elisha does not even come out. He sends Gehazi. And says, go and tell him that you should go and dip himself seven times in the Jordan River and he will be healed. <laughs> Nehemiah is angry and rightly so because he has been treated shabbily. You don't treat a man of that stature, like that. So he he goes in a rage. He's angry that he should be treated so, you know, badly, you know, by by Elisha. But Elisha wasn't really insulting him. God was using Elisha to test his honesty. God will test you. So he's, he's, he's angry. So one of his servants, she was the good man, remember it was a servant that gave him the information. And it was a servant that saved him. <laughs> because he had continuous assessment. The heart was. He's always exercised himself with that. So one of them said, uh, Oga, oh if the prophet had asked you to do some difficult thing, you would have done it. He said, as said, Nehemiah is a good man. Give Nehemiah a clap of He's in heaven. He wasn't proud. He didn't say, Shut up there! You know, in those days they had power over life and death. He could have killed that slave. Eh, you are calling me leper. <laughs> and this guy is me. You now Like I'll be a from Job. He could have done that. Many of his contemporaries would have done that. But he had a good heart. He always obeyed conscience. So his conscience told himself, after all, nothing to lose. So he said, Okay. So he stopped, he goes to the Jordan. He comes, goes in seven times. Seven times, his skin becomes like a baby's skin. All the leprosy is gone. Give the Lord a clap offering. Hallelujah. Then he goes back to Elisha. He said, Now I know. There is no other God in heaven or earth but the God of Israel. And he urges Elisha to take some money. And, and I said, mm-hmm. you, you see, that's what I was talking about false prophets during the Bible study once people insist on a financial transaction do you understand red flag it it's not god i didn't say it won't work i said it's not god the things of god that you cannot do it with money had none do with money and he refused Uh, he pressed you can't buy it just go take it as goodwill from the god of israel I just got a text. I've never, I've never seen this. Also, I've preached this many years. Elisha was winning favor for Israel. By letting Naaman go without collecting any money from them, he put Israel in the good favor of Syria. Give Elisha another clap offering. Everything in life is not money. I just got another scripture. When a man's ways please the Lord, he may get even his enemy. If they ever said in any meeting, any war cabinet in Syria, back in those days, that they want to attack Israel, the first one who will get up is Nehemiah. No, we cannot do anything. Look at what they did for me. And So, he leaves. We know the story about Gehazi, the bad boy. Like so many of our pente rascals today. Notice I didn't say pentecostal. I said pente rascals. There are plenty of them. All they know is money, 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 money. Ah! Big man like this. Come, we don't take any offering. We must take offering. <laughs> so he runs after the guy. takes his money. You know what happened to him. Elijah gets it by word of knowledge. You know. And the leprosy of Naaman. Watch this. Not only him. is seed forever. Be careful, though. I'm going to say something, I haven't said it all this time, but I'm going to say it now. How you obey your conscience doesn't only affect you, it affects your generations. The Yoruba's are enjoying God's favor today because of Bishop Ajay Crowder. The Israelites are enjoying God's favor today because of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. The United Kingdom is enjoying God's favor today because of the King James Bible, John Wesley, and the missionaries. Don't ever forget it. Nigeria is enjoying God's favor today because of people like S.G. Elton. He was white, but he was our spiritual father and many others. Some of us are still alive today. What we did 20-30 years ago has continuous assessment, has given, has, has backed, uh, built up a bank of favor for Nigeria. It is going to be well with Nigeria. Not because of all the Nigerians that are there who are doing nine, but for their father's sakes. God never forgets. He's a generational God. It will be well with your children because of what you are doing. They'll be well, your grandchildren, because of what you are doing. Even if they disobey God, and they do the wrong thing, God will chasten them. But He will not He will not take His mercy from them, because of you. See how important it is for you to obey your conscience. Number five, and I'll close because I know you are counting. The last one is in the New Testament. And he's a man named Cornelius. Again, unbeliever. The Bible says there was a man in Caesarea. A centurion. And the Bible says he prayed to God. And gave alms always. Now, alms cannot save him. Unbeliever prayer cannot save him. But the heart. He had a record with God in heaven. He said, they have come up as a memorial, continuous assessment of the heart. So the man was in good standing with God. So God said, hmm, this guy is not going to get saved with all of these arms given and everything. You oh, know what I'm going to do? I'm going to send Peter to him. So God works on both ends. I give the Lord a clap offering. Talk about all things working together. First of all, he gives Cornelius a vision. How many of you have had visions when you are praying? He's an unbeliever who had a vision. <laughs> True story. And sends, uh, say, go send to Simon in the house of Joppa, you know. He's going to come. Then, while the people were on the way, he gives Peter a vision. Knowing Peter and his Jewish correctness. And say, what well, I have cleansed, don't call it common. So, God arranges the meeting, you know. The people come, Peter, they take Peter. Peter gets to the place, enters Cornelius' house. Peter says, now I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. That in every nation, Chinese, Japanese, Indian, Nigerian, American, German, Australian, It doesn't matter this what this truth i'm telling you is universal yeah it has it 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 it, it encompasses all men for all ages it's not new testament or old testament god has always been working like he's still working like that you know what happened peter begins to preach tells them about jesus and all that god doesn't let him finish the message he gets to the place where he says jesus was raised from the dead the Bible says, right at that moment, He said the Holy Ghost fell on them. And they got born again, and, started spe- and filled with the Holy Spirit simultaneously. Probably one second delay between the two. Born again, then, spe- then they began speaking in tongues. You know, I've always wondered about this. No sinner's prayer. The only thing God used was the honesty of the heart no sinner's prayer they didn't say oh i believe jesus you know i accept him uh, they didn't, there was no altar call because men had a good record of obeying their conscience stand to your feet if you obey your conscience make it the cardinal thing of your life Never violate your conscience as much as... I know because of the sin nature, you may not be able to do everything perfectly. Mm -mm. God doesn't care about that. But, you know, he cares about your saying yes and then acting on it to the best of your ability within the framework of what you have at that time. And with time, he will help you. He will show himself strong on your behalf. Don't violate your conscience. It will affect your destiny. Sinner or saint. Some of the things that helped me. I remember somebody was saying this about me. Uh, was it yesterday? You know. Yes, it was uh, uh, um, Professor Fred okay. It was Brother Fred who sent us that clip about, about Elton. He got sent us one part. Then when I went on the internet, I now saw the remaining two parts and I sent it to everybody. And he, this is what Fred told me. You know, you know he was Mommy Sarah's pastor. Yes, he was the one who when Mommy Sarah got born again, God is so good. you know? they were both in the postgraduate hall University of Ibadan they were doing postgraduate so he arranged that Sarah got to know Fred so Fred was her pastor and he was looking after her and he was telling her the right things to do and all of that encouraging her to come for fellowship and all that that time people didn't like people like mom Sarah because she used to put lipstick and Jerry called her hair like this (laughs) in fact is this one a pastor (laughs) Auntie Rhoda, don't let me start on you this afternoon. They are doing Jericho! <laughs> don't worry, Rhoda. Your hair is given to you for a covering. <laughs> I'm only joking. But, but seriously, you know, So most people in the fellowship would not accept Sarah. She was talks in those days. They won't accept her. But Fred did. Fred said, look, don't worry, you know, the lipstick and all that, that's not, that's not what makes you a Christian. So she got... F- Saved and she got filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, that's another story. You know, her baptism of the Holy Spirit was like Cornelia's home. Mommy did not get baptized in the Holy Spirit by somebody altar call or going out somewhere. It was in her room. She knelt down and she just found herself speaking in tongues. I said, It was because of my intercession. Even though I didn't know you. Honestly, I believe that because. The way you got baptized is exactly the same way I got baptized with the Holy Spirit in London years earlier. So I know it was the same God. Hallelujah! Amen. Now you know what happened. So Fred said to me, He said, OJ, he said, You know, we're talking about all of the things by Elton and everything. So he said, OJ, you know, he said it's true. He said, You know, you had the chance to have started branches all over the whole place. He said, You had the men. I remember that Pastor Grace in Calabar. Uh, he said, you could have done anything you wanted. He said, but you chose to obey your conscience. It was the most, it was the most convenient thing to do. Everybody was doing, you know. People were selling my book in London for 10 pounds. Th- Thank you, Pastor Gregor. Pastor we has corrected me. It was 25 pounds. There was somebody who was working that ministry. He said, they made over 100,000 pounds. And I was here in Nigeria groaning. That's the difference between a man who obeys conscience. And if I had done that, I would have lost my life and my ministry.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious, transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, sermons, prophecies and articles available on our website, spcconline.org.